Nerdette is supported by the Sympathizer podcast from HBO. Join host Philip Nguyen in conversation with the cast, crew, and author Viet Thanh Nguyen as they discuss the making of this historic HBO original limited series. Stream new episodes of HBO's The Sympathizer Sundays exclusively on Max, and listen to The Sympathizer podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. From WBEZ Chicago, this is Nerdette. I'm Greta Johnson. We did it. We made it to another weekend. And somehow it is December, which means now is the perfect time to sit back, relax, and reflect on some of the best stuff of the year. Coming up over the next couple of weeks, we are going to talk about the best books, the best podcasts, and the best TV of 2023. But to kick things off today, we are talking about the best cookbooks with one of our favorite eaters. With us today is Alex Beggs, who writes about food. Alex, welcome back. Thanks for having me again. So before we get into your actual picks, I'd love to know, like this year felt a little different to me in terms of cookbooks, but I can't tell if that's just because I'm sort of out of the loop or if it was like maybe sort of an off year compared to some of the abundance that we've experienced more recently. What do you think? Yeah, I don't know if it's our subjective feeling, you know, maybe none of the cookbooks called to you specifically. Um, But I do think, you know, if you think about the lag in the time, like a cookbook deal happens. And Mm. then when it comes to life, I think the cookbooks that came out this year were probably the ones that had to go through the phase of being bought and written like peak pandemic. Mm. So I wonder if that's why it feels. Yeah. I, I don't know what to take from that. I, I also was kind of like, I don't, I had plenty of books that I'm really excited about, but I agree. It didn't, it didn't feel, um, I didn't feel, feel overwhelmed with, with too many amazing ones, which Ooh, maybe is kind of sad to say, you know, well, but also it's like, if there's enough, that's enough, right? Yeah. Cookbooks are, uh, it's like whatever it speaks to you. And I'm, and I'm looking for a specific thing that speaks to me and maybe someone else found tons of cookbooks they loved this year. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. So let's get to your titles. I love the title of Molly Baz's cookbook, More is More, which is kind of the opposite of enough is enough. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Because you asked me to do this, I was just like, well, I guess I get to shamelessly pick Molly Baz's More is More because I happen to have worked on it, but I also freaking love it. And I can't be objective. I'm not a robot. Uh, but it is definitely one of my favorite books. I've been cooking on it nonstop this weekend. We made um, this one pie, one pot chicken majadra, which was awesome. But also I love the crispy orakete with sausage. I think some people hear more is more and they're like, this is going to be so much dairy. But <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's like a, enough dairy, but it's more about her first book, like it really teaches you how to cook. So this is more about teaching you how to be a bolder cook, Mm. you know, and I'm the type of person who like when the burner gets to medium high, I get nervous. I'm like, Ooh, that seems too hot. Um, I needed this, you know, I needed to be told like, get the pan ripping hot. You're going to make the best sear of your life. I I think that orakete recipe is a nice weeknight one, but I think there are a lot of recipes Mm. that are something to make for your friends coming over. It's definitely like a lot of 
great entertaining recipes. This isn't your, I have 30 minutes on a weeknight type Mm -hmm. of book, but it's really big and impressive dishes that are so flavorful and have elements that you can kind of steal like a really great um, poppy seed miso dressing that I love um, and some some techniques and things like that, uh, that you can make your own. I like that too. Yeah. Well, I love the idea of it being sort of like a friendly nudge. You know, I think it's really easy for us to get in kind of our ruts of stuff, but this sounds like a really nice way to just sort of like expand out what you, what your go-tos might be, you know? Yeah. And it's playful. And um, I would say Molly is wacky. (laughs) (laughs) Molly abbreviates a lot of words. Sometimes it drives people crazy, (laughs) but Molly is just like unabashedly herself. Like she just you know, the way you like talk to your cat and your partner and you like speak in ways at home that you would never speak in public. Like Molly <laughs> speaks that way in public. It's amazing. So she has a cocktail called yummy juice and you're like, oh no, really? But it's so good. It's like Aperol and Mezcal and lemon juice. Oh um, but anyway, so yeah, I kind of worked with her on like harnessing her wacky voice into being really cookable recipes, hopefully. And we had a lot of fun. But while I was working on it, I just, I would like get into Molly's Google Docs because I wanted to cook everything. So <laughs> I love this book. Uh, the design of the book is really wild. She really pushed the boundaries of what a cookbook should look like. And mm. some people, you know, it's funny to read the Amazon reviews where people like, don't like the font. And you're like, but what did you, you know, <laughs> You expected it to look a certain way and you don't like that it's like this uh, funky block print text. And I like, I respect that, but also um, I think it's so refreshing and so energizing to see a cookbook that just looks and feels different. Um, it's very over the top. And and if you prefer something more neutral, like we just have to coexist. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so tell us about Make It Japanese. Okay, I do not think this book got enough press and love for how great it is. Mm. So Rie McClenny is a BuzzFeed tasty YouTube star. And I don't love all of those words, (laughs) but like I had never seen any of her videos. And then I got this cookbook and I was like, I have been searching for this for so long. I just, I wanted like an entry level Japanese cookbook because I love going out to eat Japanese food, but I've never gotten into it at home. I think I'm a little intimidated. Mm. It's weirdly hard for me to find sake sometimes in Michigan, but Mm. it's kind of funny. This book is like maybe the polar opposite vibe of Molly's book. It's really (laughs) like clean and paired back and it was like everything simplified and the dishes have like uh an understated deliciousness to them they're not hitting you over the head with like extra toppings and flavors and craziness uh the first thing i made was chicken and tofu meatballs and you make a very easy soy sauce glaze for them and you can also dip them in the meatballs and egg yolk which i had never thought to do and i was like that's brilliant and cool um and this second I was eating them, I was like, I have to make another batch so I can freeze these and have these ready <laughs> when I when I need them. So oh, that was something I loved. A cabbage salad with a lemon miso dressing, edamame and pistachio dip, stuff like Ooh. that. That's just like lovely sounding and not crazy complicated. All the recipes fit on one page. Love that. Um, this book uh, is definitely, I think, the one that I'm looking for when I want to make something quickly during the middle of the week that isn't my usual. 
Oh, I love that. Man, that edamame pistachio dip sounds, that's like extremely Like you can almost, you can see it. It's so green sounding. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's glorious. So um, when I reached out to you to ask you what titles you had, I told you to bring five-ish. And mm. you stuck with that. But I love your third bullet point is actually three different titles. <laughs> <laughs> I am more is more. No, I'm always trying. I'm, this is a problem I have in writing too. I'm an over, I overwrite. I need to learn how to cut down. I mean, you did um, say that oh, there's a reason for it though. Because there's three levels of baking books this year. Mm. Somehow all of them apply to me. I love all of them. Mm-hmm. I'm cooking out of all of them, but I could see how different people might love. Uh, anyway, I'll start with the books. <laughs> okay. So Snacking Bakes by Yossi Orefi is for the person who loves baked goods, doesn't bake a ton, but wants to bake more perhaps. Uh, so y- Yossi's first book, Snacking Cakes, is amazing. So mm-hmm. if you don't have that, I would start there. Um, these are one bowl, the most flexible, the most substitutions, the, like seriously the easiest baking recipes out there. I think this her books are absolute staples. Um, and Snacking Bakes, which is out this year, um, kind of continues that, but with like more brownies and blondies and cookies instead of just all cakes. Uh, and it's delightful. That sounds delightful. We had her on for snacking cakes and it's such a lovely, it's just so deeply Ugh, accessible, so which I think is really nice for, especially, you know, baking can feel really daunting for folks. So that is like great entry level point to start for sure. And when Hannah Goldfield at the New Yorker wrote about snacking cakes, I was like, you know, that's a good book. If they're writing about it in the New Yorker. Like, <laughs> I think it's a smaller square shape. So people I don't think give it the respect it deserves mm. for some visual reason. Like it doesn't look like a big tome, but yeah, it's amazing. I think if you were looking for a holiday gift, like the both of those books would be a nice little bundle. Yes. Um. So level two baking is Alice in Roman Sweet Enough, which nice. I love. I have cooked um, the cold carrot cake from that maybe three times. Oh. I'm about to make the lemon shortbread again today. Yum. I love this book. I think this is for somebody who's like pretty well equipped in their baking and, but it's a, but it's but the way she writes recipes is so easy and accessible. Like you said that it really applies to a lot of bakers. Um, I think it leans pudding kind of texture heavy, which yes. I love. Yes. Um, so I think you have to, give it a skim to see if her desserts appeal to you, but it definitely appeals to me. I love that book. For sure. That reminds me of Claire's offices last year. I love that pudding is coming back. I think it's great. <laughs> I love pudding. Oh my God. <laughs> Let's do a pudding podcast. Um, just love not having to use my teeth. You know, they're exhausted. Yeah, yeah no, like let's not chew today. <laughs> And then, so like, mm, advanced is Natasha Pickowitz's More Than Cake. Yes. And this is one that, so I've gone freelance from Bon Appetit, and I used to get every cookbook mailed to me. Mm. And I, like, asked the publisher to mail this one to me, and, and they just, like, didn't, which is fine. Oh. Uh, but I went out, and I was like, I, I fucking need this. And I bought it. Mm. And then, and like, a week later, I had my, I had the, like, order ask my bookstore to order a couple more because I knew I was going to give them as gifts to people I love because it's just so, so unexpected. The flavors she puts together, um, the layer cake chapter is one of a kind. Uh, They're like these woven, beautiful tarts. Um, 
I'm trying to, I was like, pudding? Is there pudding in more than cake? <laughs> but there's like a rutabaga loaf. There's a wow. peanut butter cookie with shoyu, soy oh sauce in it. I mean, she's just, she has a brilliant, unique mind. It's so inspiring. I think you absolutely need to have an expanded pantry and um, like base level of knowing your oven and things to to take on her book. And, but it's endlessly inspiring for me. And I made, there's this one recipe, this is so I don't I don't think this is like the sexy coolest most impressive recipe in the book but for some reason I keep making it and it's these cheddar oat cakes it's like a homemade Odie graham cracker type of thing and you press oats and shredded cheese onto the top Yum. and you bake it and it's like this sort of sweet cracker and like with apples it's so good with cheese with a cheese plate it's so good and they're like Yum. this is a great party trick and you there's something salty and sweet about them it's amazing it's the best homemade cracker i've ever made but she also has like really really stunning cakes that she like can show you how to decorate and make all these different combinations of the soak for the layer cake versus the buttercream and the different frostings so i i think that book is a work of art that sounds amazing i always manage to schedule our interviews during lunchtime and it's always Mm. a mistake alex because (laughs) that sounds amazing I know. I finished up my oat cakes yesterday and now I'm like, I wish I had more. Okay, let's take a quick break and then we are going to talk about my favorite cookbook of the year. Nerdette is supported by the Sympathizer podcast from HBO. Join host Philip Nguyen in conversation with the cast, crew, and author Viet Thanh Nguyen as they discuss the making of this historic HBO original limited series. Stream new episodes of HBO's The Sympathizer Sundays exclusively on Max, and listen to The Sympathizer podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. Another one that you brought to us is for sure, it probably is my favorite from the year, and it's from our mutual friend, Abra Barons. It is her third book, Pulp, which is just like gorgeous. And I think kind of an absolute must have for anyone, don't you? I think so, because Abra's books do something no other cookbook does, period. They teach you about where your food comes from. And it's, it's just a piece of our country as much as it is great recipe ideas like she's so throughout the recipes pulp is her the third in her trio and it's about cooking with fruit Mm. um and grist and roughage absolute staples love them um are about cooking with grains and cooking with vegetables so it's nice to have all three on the shelf together too they're beautiful but she intertwines the recipes with profiles of farmers and diagrams of every part of the fruit and you're gonna learn so much about food from this book and people molly's book is is i think timeless in that i'll make these recipes forever but i open up i'm like this feels so modern this feels so fresh this Mm. is so cool um and abra's books are I don't know. I could like see them in like the Library of Congress, you know, like they say so much about <laughs> where our food comes from. And and there's so much I don't know about that. And I, and you read an interview with a plum farmer and then you make an awesome cake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Structurally, too, Pulp is really smart in that she has these sort of 
base recipes at the front that then you yes. uh, refer to throughout, like a here's the only angel food cake, and That's then the you might come across the angel food cake later, but slightly tweaked for one of the fruits. Um, you know, she has like a base cornbread, and I love like in the peach chapter this peach and jalapeno cornbread, mm, and you oh. and you can kind of like have these things in your back pocket and refer to them all the mm-hmm. time and then also use her recipes as inspiration. I think a cook becomes a better cook from her from her books. Yes. And she does sweet and savory with each fruit, which is really fun. It's very savory. Yeah, that's where I forgot about that. That it, it, I think people think fruit, it's going to be a ton of desserts. And what she does is kind of prove you wrong. Yeah, it's just all it's like, here is everything you could ever possibly want to do with the fruit. And you're like, oh, mm-hmm. thanks, Abra. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Okay, so what's your last pick? Tender Heart. Oh, so I don't know if you know Hetty McKinnon. She writes recipes for the New York Times, among many others. Yes. And she just has a way of writing these vegetable-loving recipes that are really realistic for home cooks. Because, like, I'm sorry, but, like, a lot of traditional food media is made up of professional chefs. Duh, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But their recipes are beautiful and impressive and, like, sometimes delusional for home (laughs) cooks. So uh, she's cooking for her family, so they're extremely family-friendly. The ingredient lists are, like, never – It's there's never sauce and a crispy topping and, like, a seven-ingredient side salad. Like, they are well edited, and she's never let me down. Um, So Tender Heart is all vegetarian, and it's a big book with tons and tons of recipes. I think this is, like, such – I went out and bought this one because they didn't send it to me. And and my friends come over, and then they, like, turn around and they go buy it, too. It's just got so many ideas. You're like – this is the kind of food you want to cook after a long day. There's like a cheesy kale and rice cake baked oh, dish oh um, that I feel like is like satisfies your your baked pasta craving, but in a totally different way. Mm. She's so good with noodles. And if you are looking like, for example, so before you commit to the book, like uh, she has a lot of awesome noodle recipes uh, out there um, on the internet. Um, she just has really creative flavor combinations too. Like there's a butternut squash tiramisu in tender heart which i think it's just like a nicer way of saying pumpkin spice but i like it i'm into it uh and it's just full of ways to make vegetables more thrilling in your life which is something i needed so it's a brilliant book and it and it really captures like my cooking in 2023 to me like very affordable um sustainable family friendly really delicious. Wow. <laughs> that's all. That's all. That sounds great. I feel like I need all of these now. Yeah. And I, I these, you know, you asked me to come with the best cookbooks and I was like, well, it's more like these are my favorite cookbooks. <laughs> these are these are the books I'm, I personally, Alex Beggs, very passionate about. <laughs> um, and I love to give people curated picks for, for what kind of cook they are. Because obviously that I wouldn't, you know, recommend the same book to every person in the universe. So hopefully there's something in this list for you. (laughs) Well, Alex, thank you so much for coming on. I am so excited to cook from all of these books. Oh, I'm glad. Thanks for having me. Before we go, Alex wanted to share a little bit of old school homework or really just some tips to help you in the kitchen. You should be putting halva in your chocolate chip cookies, which is a lesson from more is more. You should cook for your future self, I think. So anytime I'm baking something, I usually freeze uh, half the batch or more. When you find out somebody's going to come over tomorrow, you can just pull some cookie dough out of the freezer and blow their minds. I love that. Those are really great ideas. 
So for the rest of the month, also, we would love to hear recommendations from you in our best of episodes. Up next, we are talking all about books. I would love to know what your favorite book was from 2023. Record a voice memo and email that file to nerdappodcast at gmail.com and send it on or before this coming Thursday, December 14th, if you want to make it in the episode. I'm so excited to hear what your faves are. I hope it's all Nerdette Book Club picks, but it's okay if it's not. I'll get over it. Nerdette is produced by me and Anna Bauman at WBEZ in Chicago. The web story for this episode is beautiful. You should go check it out. It was built by Jennifer Tanaka, and our executive producer is Brendan Banizak. We will see you on Friday. Nerdette is supported by the Sympathizer podcast from HBO. Join host Philip Nguyen in conversation with the cast, crew, and author Viet Thanh Nguyen as they discuss the making of this historic HBO original limited series. Stream new episodes of HBO's The Sympathizer Sundays exclusively on Max, and listen to The Sympathizer podcast wherever you listen to podcasts.